Hello, thank you for joining us for our first official episode of Self Mastered. The show is moving in a totally fresh direction. It will no longer just be me and special guests, but it will be me and my lovely co-host, Stephanie Janini. Stephanie, give the people a little bit of an idea of who you are and what projects you're passionate about right now. Well, thank you. I'm so excited about all of this. So as Dahlia just explained, I'm Stephanie Janini. I have a background in school nutrition, just like she does, but I think our passions very much expand beyond school nutrition. Um, And yes, we foster those passions within that field, but we're finding us expanding and branching out. So although I love the work that I do, I have a strong passion for leadership, personal development, self-help, which I know we bond over the self-help aspect. So now I think we're just combining our our passions for the same thing and connecting over the work that we already do and using it to help others do the same. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of overlap between our missions. So I most like coaching people toward being a healthier version of themselves, but not in just one area, in a more holistic way. So it doesn't always mean shrinking your body. It doesn't always mean going to the gym. Sometimes it means learning to set boundaries, learning to deal with microaggressions at work and learning how to make nutrition something you do to feel pleasure and delight instead of to give yourself as little support and nutrition as possible Mm -hmm. and keep trudging ahead. So I think there's a nice relationship between the things we can do to keep our body and our minds well, and then professional development. We spend so much time at work. I don't think you can be a healthy, well-rounded leader if you aren't spending time getting your entire house in order, essentially, making sure that your happiness at home and your balance at home follows you to work, and then the balance there follows you back home in the evening. You know, it flows in both directions. I could not agree more. I think you nailed it. It's getting rid of the notion that who you are at home in your personal life is different than who you are at work. It's getting rid of the the belief that when you walk through the door of the office, you now everything that just happened to you that day, that week, that month has just, you, you, you leave it, you leave it, you tuck it in a drawer and you put it away. That's not true. You can say that's what happens, but that's not reality. So being able to work on yourself and like you said, get all aspects of your house in order, all aspects of your being in order, that's going to only help you professionally and most likely lead you to the purpose that you have in life, the happiness that you're searching for and being able to combine those two, especially both of our areas of expertise and passion, I think is a recipe for success in helping people in so many different ways. Absolutely. It's been interesting in 2020 and just recently in general, there is a blurring between home life and work life in a way that we haven't seen before because of technology. So anyone who thinks that, especially now that so many people have realized, oh yes, my position can be done remotely. And maybe I like that. You're realizing that trying to keep home life and work life completely separate you're really fooling yourself if you think that's going to happen. 100%. And even if you are going to work, one thing I've noticed is due to the pandemic, 
it's hard to say that privacy still fully exists at work because everyone is in everyone's business about what they're doing outside of work. Somebody's sick, somebody coughed. Why are you coughing? What did you do this weekend? If somebody unfortunately is diagnosed with COVID, everyone wants to know where you got it, contact tracing. So I've noticed in especially if you're in schools where the numbers really matter with opening up, like in our field, that level of privacy no longer exists. You can't just call into work anymore if you don't feel well, because you have to list what your symptoms are. You have to explain yourself. So like you said, it's there, there really is no blurring between the two. So even if you're not working from home, there still is no fine line between the two. You, you are um, essentially combining two worlds that used to be viewed so separate. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how much of these changes come with us into the future and how much will just be for this time. So I know 2020 was an adventure for everyone, but we've both noticed that there were ups and downs and there were silver linings. So there were good things that came out of 2020. I know for me, one of the most positive shifts I experienced was clarity about what is most important to me in life and that that has to involve my professional life as well. Because as we've seen, life is really short. And of course it always was, Mm -hmm. but something like this really brings that to the forefront. I want my business to be aligned with my personal values. And I want my business to allow me to show up fully, to feel that I can be myself at all times in all places. Because one, like we said, it's difficult, if not impossible to keep your personal life totally separate from your professional life these days. But in some areas, do you even want to be doing that? There's a difference between holding something sacred and thinking this is something I want to hold close to my heart versus hiding. And this whole process of forced introspection helped me realize there were areas where I was hiding or feeling unsafe, that I couldn't fully integrate all of my identities into my business, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't really safe to fully be myself everywhere. And that's something I am going to be leaving behind and making sure that what I spend my time doing, that everything is in alignment. So that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to experiencing and manifesting in 2021. I'm working toward my five-year goal, possibly a two-year goal of being completely self-employed and all of my professional work being part of my life passions and the things that I really think are important and need to be done. That is inspiring to say the least. I, I really feel like I've felt the same as far as inspiration and kind of going after what you really want in life? Because I think people, we, I think we realize that how many excuses we were making before. We didn't have time. We were always on the go. We always had all, all these different responsibilities. And granted, those didn't go away. And the stress of the pandemic was still very much there. But people had different opportunities that they didn't necessarily have before in the sense of, okay, you are home. You can multitask. You can get your laundry done, you can get all these different things done. You can take a break and do a little bit of yoga. You can read, you can cook, whatever it may be. So I felt like for me, it was like, okay, time was always an issue for me. I was always too busy. Although we were still going into work and life was really busy as far as school nutrition, there was some more downtime than usual. And all of a sudden those excuses didn't work anymore. 
and there was no excuse. And I think having friends too helped me at least be like, okay, now's your time. If you want to do this, if you want to go after these ambitions, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to focus on eating better, living better, whatever it may be, then this is your time. There is no other time. Now's the time to do it. And so I think for me, the, the reality that I couldn't hide behind excuses anymore was my push to just start doing, just go, go after it. Yeah. What do you want to see in 2021? I think for me, I want to just start doing more. Stop talking, start doing enough with the excuses. I, I also want to stop planning so much. I think sometimes we plan to the point where we never actually do. And I think sometimes that's a way of holding ourselves back out of fear, because if you just plan it perfect enough, then you'll, that, then it's okay. Then you can launch, then you can go after that. Then there's, there's not as much risk when there's going to be risk regardless, because we can't tell the future. So less planning, more flowing, going with the flow, which can be hard and very scary, especially in such a time right now where we don't have an end in sight, where we don't know when world will be quote unquote normal again, what normal will look like. So it can be hard because you say, oh, once things calm down, then then I'll do it. Once things level out, then I'll do it. But I don't want to do that. I just want to flow. I just want to be myself. I want to say very much like you said, be true to myself. I want to do things that make me happy. I want to stop doing things that And granted, there are certain things in life that you just, you have to do regardless because that's life. But I want to stop forcing myself to do things out of guilt, out of obligation, out of feeling like it's the right thing to do when it doesn't benefit anyone really, or benefit my mental health, doesn't benefit my happiness, doing things constantly for other people. I want to be done with that. And that's something I've struggled with my whole life. And now's the time to just end it, stop it right there. So what about you? What what are what are your 2021 intentions? Well, so much of that resonates and I think the list of things that have to be done is a lot shorter than we all imagine. And I've been guilty too of thinking that planning was going to protect me from any risk or possibly feeling hurt or disappointed or rejected if I made something and people didn't want it or people hated it. And I have heard myself say this so many times especially through the process of podcasting, that the learning is in the doing. And if you really want to master something, the fastest way to do that is to just start doing the thing. It's funny because this is a lesson I learned pretty early in life, but there's so much resistance there because we all want to be protected. We all want to keep ourselves safe. And some of these traumas that we have from the trauma that is growing up period, even if you grow up under cushy circumstances and then all kinds of other trauma that can be heaped on to that. It comes from a real place. So sometimes these fears are very deep, but you're right. The only thing we ever have is the present. So you can choose to make excuses, but the right time, quote unquote, is never going to come because we are already Mm -hmm. in the right time. And just accepting that. that has been helpful for me to stop postponing wanting to try things. And I think in business, this is a big issue, that block, that belief that maybe through planning, we can control an outcome. When in reality, if you thrive in business, what you do is you test and you course correct all the time. 
Mm-hmm. You just constantly do. Of course, there's some planning, but you won't really get the information you need until you start doing it. And my vision for school nutrition dietitian is so completely different from what I want for my business to be focused on and what I want for this show to be focused on now in a way that I could not possibly have predicted. And I don't think I would have gotten to this point of clarity had I not just started doing the thing. Just doing it. Sometimes, I don't know if you feel this way. You just think, why didn't I start earlier? Think of where yes. you'd be if we just started earlier after. And granted, I, I think we've both done some things that we're proud of and we've we've gone after things, but I'm sure at least I can speak on my behalf that there's many things that I just oh, wish I would so have gone many. for it. Just go. So many, so many. So many. <laughs> and it's, and I think too, there's a big misconception that um, people who do make it, people who are doing what you want to be doing, that, oh, that they had all their, all their ducks in a row, that they right. had all the help they could need, that they, that they didn't fail. And any, any successful person will tell you that's so far from the truth, right? Especially in the age of social media, where you only see the highlight reels of people's lives. Any successful per- person has failed so many times, but I think it, that goes back to a good mindset of, is it failure or is it just directing me somewhere else. Is it, right. Is it, is it information? Is it tuition? I mean, people say that's an old expression, you know, oh, we're just yeah. going to call it tuition or we're going to charge it to the game. You learn so many different ways in life, but I think even the way most of us receive traditional schooling, we are led to believe that there is a right way and a wrong way to learn. Mm -hmm. And that if we don't know things right away, if we don't understand things the first time we see it, then we have failed. But that isn't a helpful way to look at life. And that isn't the way that successful people look at life unless they just are incredibly lucky, but I don't even know if that's possible because I've seen multiple artists who were touted as people who blew up overnight that were overnight sensations. They say, oh, this overnight sensation, this was 10 years in the making. Like I've been, even very, very young artists that have blown up were practicing their craft every single day from like the age of five. Yeah. So even somebody like Justin Bieber, who blew up on YouTube, he put in a lot of hours. I mean, yes, he was very, very young, but the amount of time he was actually spending, practicing, singing, looking at beats and all that. It's just crazy. Some people don't have that type of passion and clarity that early in life. Yeah. And so when we all see it, we assume they woke up one day, they made one YouTube video and they blew up. Yeah. But maybe they've been working on this for five years straight, maybe 10 years straight, even Billie Eilish. She's very, very young. But when she talks about the amount of time she and her brother have actually spent producing music, oh, they've put in what some of us have taken years of professional, you know, working to do, like to meet their hours because they're doing Mm -hmm. it like 12 hours on Saturday, 12 hours on Sunday, every time they're out of school. Yeah. That's, that's so true. I know in the, I'm big on YouTube. I've watched YouTube forever. I could, I don't really watch TV. I just fall in the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. And the one thing I always hear from people is how hard it is to get your first, it's either your first thousand subscribers or first 10,000 subscribers. And 
typically with the algorithm, just with anything else, it just takes that one video to kind of kickstart you off. And people think they're success overnight. But when you really look at these big YouTubers, they say, I spent almost three years with nobody watching my videos. So I think that also goes to the point of doing things. Yes, you need an end goal in mind, but sometimes I think we almost put too much emphasis on the end goal and then people get really discouraged. I know with my own projects that I'm doing, it's, I keep telling myself, it's a passion project. It's a passion project because the moment I put too much pressure on something, my creative drive just plummets. I, I start focusing on superficial things. I start nitpicking things. I find myself doing it sometimes even still, like even when I'm editing things that I'm making, I I'm like, Oh, I I don't think it's that good. And it's that, that negative self-talk that comes in because you're too focused on looking at who's, who's the big names, how many followers, how many subscribers, who's making all the money, who's traveling. And instead of just doing things because you genuinely love it. I think that's another it goes with our intentions of 2021. Do it because it feels right. It feels good. And I truly, truly believe when you're just doing things because they feel good to you and you really enjoy it and you even enjoy the stuff that you don't enjoy, you do it because the rest makes it better, that that's where the success is going to come. That's just definitely how the flow is going to come. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I want to experience more of that this year. And that was one of the reasons why I knew the show had to change directions. Sometimes I felt like I was really straining to find meaning or to find passion behind some of the topics that naturally made sense for school nutrition. But my main interests are so much more broad and it's really about individual happiness and fulfillment for me and especially for marginalized people mm-hmm. and I felt like I was also drawing people into my space that were not equally passionate about justice equality mm-hmm. equity and inclusion yeah. and we're gonna take this in a direction where we may lose some people who don't vibe with that. And that's fine because when you put yourself out there, you do what feels right to you. I think doors start to open and then people who are aligned will start to appear and be able to find you. So I want to let everybody know, anyone who's listening, if you are not dedicated to being an anti-racist, if you are uncomfortable with trans people, if you're uncomfortable with queer people, this Mm -hmm. is no longer a safe space for you. Yeah. So be, be blessed, go do what you need to do. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Exactly. You, you, you're not a fit. This isn't the direction we're taking this into. We're here to become better people. And to me, a better person is a person who deeply loves themselves. And because of that, they're able to deeply love others and live a life of service. And they just do not vibe with any kind of hatefulness. Yeah. I love that. I love the loving yourself to love others. I think that's huge. I think some of the most hateful people in the world truly, truly hate themselves. And that's their way of expressing it is to just hate others. I mean, they say that all the time, bullies, bully others, because either they were bullied or they just don't like that. They don't like themselves. I think I really like the notion too, of inviting people into your space that support you, make you feel good. I feel like I am 
me as a person, I'm so worried about how others feel and it's draining. I think I'm the epitome. Mm. Well, now I'm learning there's a difference between an empath and a codependent. And I like, oh my gosh, I think I might be a codependent because <laughs> I am so worried about other people being upset by my actions, others' actions who I have no control over. And I, I stress about it. And, or even I worry about people I, I feel like certain people that have been in my circle for so long don't really support mm. me like they used to, but I, I'm too afraid to let that go because then I feel like the bad person for shutting them out or kind of saying like this, this isn't what it used to be as far as our friendship. But that's definitely a big goal of mine is to start just, if someone is bringing me down, if somebody is not supporting me, if somebody is like you said, hateful, a negative aspect to my life, I have no obligation to keep that person in my life. Mm-hmm. They, they may not understand why I kicked them out. I mean, not literally kicked them out, but you know, I, why I removed them from my circle, from, from knowing everything that I'm doing. That's not my responsibility to make sure that everyone understands. It's not my responsibility to make sure that I create safe spaces for everyone else, but I don't get the same in return. Mm, and I'm sure 100%. you feel that way. Yes. Yes. And that's huge. Learning to prioritize your own safety, your emotional safety too. And I think so much of that is being conditioned as people assigned female at birth, you know, you're taught to prioritize everyone else's comfort, especially emotional comfort Mm -hmm. above your own. And so I do think it takes work, but that to me is the beauty of what we're doing, drawing that connection between self-help and actual practical things that are maybe blocks in our lives and the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Is that something we can all work through because it's so, so relatable, especially since so many of us have been raised in kind of these same containers, like this Western container, mm-hmm. we probably have all been fed messaging that makes us wonder, is it okay to stop being close with someone because yeah. you don't feel good around them? Is yeah. that enough of a reason? And oh. I would say 110% is enough yeah. of a reason. And we've learned how short life is like, we're going to focus on making this life as joyful as possible. And it isn't selfish because I really think when we're living in alignment and we're doing what we were born to do and Mm -hmm. doing the things that will most serve the world around us, it will feel right. And it will not feel heavy. It might not always be easy. Well, we know it won't always be easy, Yeah, but we will feel right. And we won't question is this the right thing? Cause you will literally feel like the weight being lifted off of your shoulders as you align. That's so true. I like how you said, is that enough of a reason? Because that, I feel like that's the one thing I'm always questioning is, okay, am I just being sensitive? Am Mm. I not being understanding? But one thing that I am thinking about now that you said that is, is it even fair to the other person? Mm. You know, you behind the scenes are frustrated possibly gossiping about them, complaining or thinking negative things about them, but then to their face, you're acting fine because you don't want any hostility. And that's Mm. not really fair to them either because you're not really being your, and you're also most likely not being your true self either. You're censoring yourself. You're um, constantly worrying about their reactions so they don't get to see your true self. Um, So that's a, that's a good point. Is that yeah. enough of a reason? And you're right. It is. And I think if you were to tell anybody else, you'd be like, yeah, that's enough reason, but telling yourself's the hard part. Exactly. So I think me and you should 
stay on each other with that. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And everyone else. So this is going to be a year of growth. We hope everyone will join us. We have an exciting feature planned down the road to include comments from the audience. All you have to do is go to the show notes, scroll down, and you can leave us a voice message. Anything that came up for you during the episode or something you got clarity on after the fact, please share it so we can share it with the audience and make this a conversation. We really want for communication to go in both directions. How can people connect with you, Stephanie, on social media and see what else you're up to with your business? So you can find me on Instagram. At, so it's, it's spelled Ivati, I-V-A-T-I, but there's a dot in between each um, letter. That was because the other handle was taken by, by somebody like normal. It wasn't even a business. So I didn't want to try and steal back their actual handle. So Ivati with a dot in between each letter. And then you can contact me at Stephanie with an F. I always have to let people know that S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E at Ivati.net. And then you can also visit my website at www.ivadi.net. Okay, perfect. And we have an exciting program that we want all of you to check out. And that is the self-mastered program. You can get more details at selfmastered.daliakinsey.com, especially for our self-mastered audience. We have created early access and early access pricing. We're going to have all of our links in the show notes. Really the best way to keep up with me is to make sure you're on the mailing list at sinfox.com slash Dahlia Kinsey. That way, whenever we have something new available for you, it'll go straight to your inbox. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Self Mastered with Dahlia Kinsey and Stephanie Janini, where every episode we look at the intersection of self-help and professional development. If you are ready to grow in both your personal and professional life, then join us as we break down personal growth topics and explore practical applications for everyday life.